Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Today our first lesson is a reading from Isaiah chapter 65. The Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. All day long I opened my arms to a rebellious people, but they follow their own evil paths and their own crooked schemes. All day long they insult me to my face by worshiping idols in their sacred gardens. They burn incense on pagan altars. At night they go out among the graves worshiping the dead. They eat the flesh of pigs and make stews with other forbidden foods. Yet they say to each other, Don't come too close or you will defile me. I am holier than you. These people are a stench in my nostrils, an acrid smell that never goes away. Look, my decree is written out in front of me. I will not stand silent. I will repay them in full. Yes, I will repay them, both for their own sins and for those of their ancestors, says the Lord. For they also burned incense on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will pay them back in full. But I will not destroy them all, says the Lord. For just as good grapes are found among a cluster of bad ones... And someone will say, don't throw them all away. Some of those grapes are good. So I will not destroy all of Israel. For I still have true servants there. I will preserve a remnant of the people of Israel and of Judah to possess my land. Then I choose, sorry, those I choose will inherit it, and my servants will live there. The second reading is from Galatians chapter 3. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. For you all are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Here ends the reading. Our Holy Gospel today comes from Luke, the 8th chapter. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man, 
Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, What is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town, preaching the great things that God had done for him. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. I had a conversation out in the lobby last week that made me smile. I was shaking hands with folks after the service, and I shook a man's hand, and I knew that I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. So I admitted my lapse in memory, and I asked him his name. When he said his name, I was still confused, and so then he told me the names of his two small children, and he said, I'm their dad. Well, with that identifying factor, it clicked into place. I was used to seeing him with his whole family at our family worship, but on this particular day, I happened to catch him when he was alone. Well, I just love that he used his role as father, as dad, and was so proud to use that as a way to identify himself to me. Of course, we often use our various roles or attributes to define ourselves, don't we? I mean, hopefully we identify ourselves by what is good in our lives, like this guy being a dad. But sometimes I think our identity gets wrapped up in our perceived shortcomings or those things that are least life-giving about us. Take our gospel story today, for example. Jesus encounters a man who is possessed by demons. For me, the most heartbreaking part of this story is that when Jesus asks the man his name, he says, my name is Legion. Legion refers to the many demons that possessed him. I mean, this is how he identifies himself, not with his real name, not with his role as maybe son or friend or colleague. No, he's defined by what assails him, by what robs him of health and joy and what hinders him and keeps him bound 
This name Legion reveals what keeps him from having an abundant life that Jesus would desire for him. So as I sat with this story, I realized that part of the invitation of this story is that it invites us to consider by what names we call ourselves. I mean, do we define ourselves at times as narrowly as the man in this story? And how often do we think we are the things that possess us or believe that our identity is boiled down to our deficiencies and setbacks or our disappointments and failures? I mean, deep in our core, do we fear that these negatives are the first things that people see when they look at us? Well, as you probably know, earlier this month I was a part of a group of 16 pilgrims that, from Good Shepherd that traveled to Spain to walk a portion of the El Camino, the um, ancient path that leads to the big cathedral in Santiago. We walked about 70 miles in six days, and it was beautiful, and it was spiritual, and it was enlightening, and it was joyful, and it was challenging. There is so much I want to tell you about our journey, but today I want to share with you a part of what I struggled with on our pilgrimage. One of the words I would use to describe my time in Spain is that it was humbling. International travel stretches me, stretches me in many good ways, including it gets me out of my comfort zone and it broadens my understanding of the world. And that is good, but it's also stressful. And when I am stressed, the qualities in myself that I struggle with tend to get magnified. And I witnessed this happening for me in Spain. At times, my impatience got the better of me. And I found myself anxious or worried about things that weren't necessarily in my control. The lack of routine awakened my rigidness. And I loved my companion pilgrims, but my introverted self also longed for time away from them so I could recharge. Well, if I'm honest, it was humbling and if disappointing to observe these attributes surfacing in me and spilling into my encounters with others. Apparently, Spain was not quite far enough away for me to leave those things behind. And I think there were times on the trip with, with uh, if Jesus himself would have walked up to me and asked me my name, I might have said, hello, my name is Impatience. <laughs> or my name is Worry. Because these attributes were taking center stage in my mind. My identity was narrowing as I magnified these negative qualities in myself. And I feared at times that that was all that others were seeing in me. As I said, it was a humbling experience. Well, if you can relate to anything that I've said this morning, then then come with me back to the gospel story. And let's take a look more closely at what Jesus is up to. So, at the beginning of the story, Jesus is somewhere in Galilee. And... This is a predominantly Jewish area, but he decides to go across the lake, the Sea of Galilee, to Gentile country, a land that would have been viewed as unclean by the Jewish community. 
And there Jesus encounters a man who's possessed by demons, so he also would have been considered unclean. And this man lived in the cemetery, among the tombs, a place that would have been considered unclean. So in case you lost track, Jesus travels to an unclean land to help an unclean man who lived in an unclean place. This is probably the least likely place we would expect to find Jesus. And yet there he is. Because this one man's need for healing was enough for Jesus to make the long pilgrimage across the lake. This one man was worth the trip. Jesus wanted to change his life and show him that he was more than the things that possessed him. In fact, after Jesus heals this man, he basically gets back in the boat and heads back across the lake. This one man was worth it. So do you see what's happening here? Jesus is revealing to us that there is no place and no person on earth that is God-forsaken. Jesus meets us where we are, no matter where that is. He meets us, and he loves us, and he brings healing. So when Jesus asks me my name, and I say, well, my name is impatience, or my name is worry, Jesus reminds me that I'm more than that, because I'm, a, I'm his child. Jesus takes off those things that I wrap myself in so tightly, and he gives me new clothes, and he invites me to sit at his feet, just like the man in our story today. You see, the negative things that we wrap ourselves in, or the narrow names that we use to define ourselves, are no match for Jesus. Jesus meets us where we are now. He he doesn't wait until we have it all together. He doesn't wait until we can perfectly manage all of those struggles that we have. He doesn't wait until we have the right name. He gives us a new name. Now listen, I don't know what you call yourself when you are feeling at your worst. But wherever that lonely place is, that is where Jesus meets you. Jesus who expels those things that possess us. Jesus who clothes us in his own love and mercy. Jesus comes and shows us who we are. Not unclean, not God forsaken, not forgotten, not impatient or worry or whatever name we call ourselves. Jesus reminds us that we are now and always will be known first and foremost as child of God. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if when God introduces himself, he may mention our names and say, I'm their dad. (laughs) There were many, many, many good things that happened on the Camino. And I've come to terms with one of the good things that happened is that I was humbled. Humbled to see again those things that challenge me. Because even as I was being challenged, there were 15 other pilgrims who welcomed me and cared for me and helped me to hear my real name, child of God. And they clothed me in Christ. 
and it reminded me at every turn that I am more than the demons that possess me and that I am worth Jesus making that trip across the lake. You see, being humbled opened me. And maybe you know this experience. Being humbled opened me to my need for grace. And that is what my companions offered me. And their daily gift of grace was more beautiful to me than even the beautiful Spanish countryside. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.